Pasquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This year, Dell Technologies wants to help you do amazing things with their best tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, powered by Intel Core processors and more. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com deals. Hey, you're up next. Ugh, my throat hurts so bad. There's no way I can sing tonight. Here, try these. Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Yeah, Vicks Vapo Cool Drops has maximum strength menthol with a rush of Vicks Vapors. Ooh, I can already feel it. I told you. So, you ready? I'm ready. Vaporize sore throat pain fast with Vicks Vapo Cool Drops. Here's to everyone who was made to shine from Shane Company, to wearing your lucky gold chain to the game, to receiving your first communion in your new pearls. Here's to getting down on one knee, to recommitting to forever, to saying yes to something sparkly just for you, just because. Here's to your first set of diamond studs, to the family heirloom you'll never take off. Here's to lighting up the room like only you can. Shane Company, fine jewelry since 1929. Getting your biggest tax refund from Jackson Hewitt can lead to some spirited reactions. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Jackson Hewitt is so sure they'll get you your biggest refund that if they don't, you get your money back plus a hundred bucks. Jackson Hewitt, yeah! Switch to Jackson Hewitt and we'll beat what you paid last year even if you filed online. Hewitt, yeah! Ain't nothing to it. Switch to Jackson Hewitt and pay less for tax prep, guaranteed. Proof of prior year payment required when filing. New clients only at participating locations through April 7th. Terms at jacksonhewitt.com. Choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. Paid for simulated client portrayal. I'm attorney Mike DeBasquale. No matter how you've been injured, my law firm is here to help. Mike and his team handle all kinds of cases. Big truck accidents and wrongful death cases. Even defective product cases. Any kind of case, Mike's got this. No matter what kind of injury case you have, I promise we can help. Call me. I've got this. Mike's got this, all you need to know, 816 Mike's got this. JR & Company offers a lifetime workmanship warranty on every residential roof. Why? Because our roofers are that good. Kind of makes you wonder about the other guys. JR & Company, home of the free online storm check at jrstormcheck.com. Hi, can I help you? Gates Barbecue is sure to please your palate for lunch or dinner. Gates sauces and seasonings can be ordered online at gatesbarbecue.com or stop by any of their five locations and bring Gates sauces and seasonings home to enjoy. Whether a family get-together or entertaining friends, it all goes best with Gates Barbecue. Nothing says barbecue like Gates Barbecue, a Kansas City tradition. You and recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies 
studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ROCK to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone-boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now, and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ROCK to 321321. That's ROCK to 321321. I've missed this place. She's all yours. Whether you're buying your first home or repurchasing your child at home, it's a beautiful feeling. As one of Kansas City's top mortgage lenders, we're there with everything you need to get the home you want. Member owned, open to all, Community America Credit Union, invested in you. Advent Health welcomes the KC Golf Show February 23rd through the 25th at the Overland Park Convention Center. See Tom Watson with Watson Links. Register today for a chance to win a four-pack of tickets on 610 Sports Radio's contest page. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund is belong to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Save up to 80% when you file with TaxLayer. Start for free. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Mission Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling Studios. Defense played out of mind. Uh, how about that D, baby? 610 Sports Radio, KCSB Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Jay Binkley. After hours, James producing the operation. Dustman uh, back next week. We back one night next week. Time to talk some. Uh, time to talk some uh, Chiefs dynasty tonight. Time to let the feathers fly just a little bit tonight. I think James, as a lifelong Kansas City fan, you have to be glad to be back sitting in here talking Kansas City Chiefs football. Uh, knowing you, I think you're going to like it, Mr. Chiefs Kingdom producer. Every uh, Monday night with Nick. I'll tell you what, man, as a lifelong Kansas City fan, I never thought we would be to this point. Back when we were dealing with, like, the Matt Castles uh, of the era, uh, that era, I never thought we would be here. And I can't do nothing but just soak it up. It, it still feels weird. You know, it just feels different. It just feels – it feels like the season was just a roller coaster. You know, it feels like – which one was your favorite? You know, you live here your whole life. I lived here my whole life. You, James, you've been a fan for a long time. And – so the other night we talked about it, um, it was Tuesday night when I had Ron Coppin. Which one was your favorite? Which one was your favorite? Was it, obviously, maybe the older generation? Maybe it was you know, that 1970 season. Maybe it was Mahomes' uh, first Super Bowl in 2019. 
maybe you're still mad about not beating Tom Brady the year before when D Ford was offsides. Sure. I went back and forth, man. Once you get that that first one in Mahomes' first Super Bowl, it's kind of like then it's like, okay, see how many it can go. See how many it can go. Because they hadn't won. You know, you spend your whole lifetime, you have not seen the Chiefs win. And I'm old enough. I'm 50 years old. You know, it's like it's not like I've just was born. You know, I've been a Chiefs fan for a long time, but you don't see it. You don't think it's going to happen. Then the Royals do it in '85 when you're a kid. Then all of a sudden they do it again in 2015. You're like, all right, when are the Chiefs' chances? And then you have those discussions: Do the Chiefs win two more before the Royals win another one? Can the Kansas City Chiefs win? I'll say it now: Can they win two more before the Royals win another one? Or can they win three more before the Kansas City Royals win another one? Or can they win just one more before the Kansas City Royals win one? I think it's always a fun uh, fun discussion. I, I think there's a, a really good chance that they very well could win at least one more before the Royals do. Like the way they're set up for the future, and I know we're going to lose some guys and free agency's got to play out and a lot's going to change, but they are really young in that defense and they are set up to to progress and to get better as we move forward. Yeah, and I always think the Chiefs a better chance. It's just it, football's the economics of football are just different. I mean, it's different. And the Chiefs have proven. I mean, top to bottom for the front office to Brett Veach, you know, selecting the players, to Andy Reid coaching the players. Uh, Dave Tobe just uh, signed a contract extension today. Steve Spagnola just did. On Wednesday, the band's back together. I'm sure Andy Reid uh, gets his raise here coming up soon. He's taking care of his assistant coaches first. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. What else do you need? Like, as good as Bobby Witt Jr. is, which, which I cannot wait to watch the Kansas City Royals because of that guy. I am so thrilled they gave Bobby Witt that contract. But, again, in baseball, sometimes it doesn't always come down to that one player. I mean, look at the Los Angeles Angels. They had two of the best players on the planet, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Where's the postseason? You know, I mean, it doesn't guarantee you anything, but a guy like Mahomes that can guarantee you championships. Well, I think I think Mahomes, and, and I'll just go ahead and say it. I think he's not only a generational talent um, when it comes to regards of football, but in any sport, he's he's the Michael Jordan of football. He's the Muhammad Ali. I think that it's time to start regarding Mahomes in a different category. It's fun to have that guy here in Kansas City. I mean, for years we've grown up and you've watched, you know, Jordan in Chicago. You know, you see what goes on in other cities. You see, you know, Joe Montana out in San Francisco. You saw John Elway in Denver. You see these dominant players. You see Steph Curry, you know, in company in Golden State. You see these runs these teams go on. LeBron. You see all these teams. Tiger Woods going on his stretch, even though golf is an individual sport, but still the 15 majors. You see that uh, just incredible winning. And, you know, for years, it's like, can that happen in Kansas City? Can that happen? Will it happen? And then you have the heartbreak of the 90s and Marty Schottenheimer, all those wins that the Chiefs would get and the ultimate playoff failures, almost 22 years of not even winning a playoff game. Then all of a sudden now you've won three of the last five and you can make a real argument. They very easily could have gone to six Super Bowls in a row. That, that's how close That's how close the margin is. D Ford was offsides. Just that's a, a Super Bowl appearance there. Um if the things would have gone different with Tyreek Hill getting in the end zone right before halftime of that Bengals overtime loss in the AFC title game the year that the Bengals went on and played the Rams, I know woulda, coulda, shoulda, but that is a razor-thin margin from going to six Super Bowls in a row. And it's not like it was far – it's not like they were beaten by 14 or 21. I mean, they were right there. It was that close. 
but you're always not going to win. That's football. You know, you, you know you're going to have lucky plays go your way. You're going to have lucky plays go against you. David Tyree against the Patriots. I mean, things happen, man, and you can't control it. And it's fun to watch this, but the 49ers are the favorite for next year, right? That, that, which I find, you know, humorous Comical. at this point. Well, the thing is, is this, and the more you see it and the more people are realizing it, it's, I know that game was close, but the bottom line is how mentally more prepared the Chiefs were than the 49ers. They're literally melting down. You had Feliciano, you know, blaming another lineman on their team about missing a block to Chris Jones. You had, so you had the blame game with that. The overtime debacle where the players didn't know the overtime rules for the 49ers and the Chiefs practiced this stuff back in training camp. We're ready for it before the season. Mahomes' look of shock when the 49ers wanted the ball first in overtime. George Kittle saying, hey, George. Talking about George Karloftis. Is George Karloftis' eye in the football to pick up the McCaffrey fumble? I mean, it, it was, you know, that kind of simple of stuff. You know, is Hey, George. Hey, George. As George Karloftis is looking for the football. It was, it was that kind of thing. It was, it's almost comical, like how much better and mentally prepared. You see all the stuff that mic'd up, and then you see all these these conversations that went on during the game. And yeah, it, it's time to talk about them because just the mental advantage the Chiefs had over them, you know, the the fear they had of Mahomes and coming out on the football field and what would happen to them. But it's just all around, it's just the mind games the Chiefs played over the 49ers. I mean, there's <laughs> there's no mistake how this happened. It was Travis Kelsey pointing. Is Marquez Valdez Scantlin was catching his touchdown, like calling the shot, like literally laughing at the defense because they were giving him so much attention and left MBS wide open. And MVS gets a 16 yard touchdown. Travis Kelsey's pointing to him as MVS is catching it. Not only that, I don't know if you've seen the replay a bunch of times, I'm sure you have, of Hardman catching the winning touchdown. Guess who has his hands raised? Guess who has his hands raised before he even caught it? It was Travis Kelsey with an eye on the jumbotron behind him with his hands up as Hardman was catching it. I mean, they were doing that kind of stuff and playing those kind of mind games to the 49ers the whole game. I mean, it it is incredible how much they were dancing in their heads. And I think think that just boils down to experience. Like, um, the Chiefs have been there in that position multiple times, and and they know what to expect. They know they – they kind of have a routine. They have a Super Bowl routine, and no other team in the league has a Super Bowl routine. There's something – I remember Peter Schrager from uh, NFL Network, Good Morning Football, that was talking about – it was after the Dolphins game. or Maybe it was after the Bills game. It was after the Bills game. And he was like, don't underestimate the heart of a champion. Don't underestimate because you can't. It's one of those intangibles that teams have by winning the game. And then you know, I've heard Emmanuel Acho and others talk about this being – one of the most improbable Super Bowl runs ever. And you think about it. All right, in the playoffs, they played the number two scoring offense in the NFL, Miami, 29.2 points a game in minus 30 degree wind chill weather. I mean, it was that's that's a test of a man's <laughs> that's a test of your manhood playing football in that kind of conditions. And they beat him twice. So they beat the number two. They were the number one scoring offense when they beat him in Germany. San Francisco was the number three scoring offense at 28.9 points a game. Baltimore, 28.4 points a game, was the fourth highest scoring offense in the NFL. The Bills, number six at 26 and a half. So the Chiefs beat the number two, the number three, the number four, and the number six scoring offenses in the NFL. All told, they got 63 points. 
on average, those teams average 113 points combined per game. 113 points per game. And you think about the defense going against that. But then you say, okay, what about the Chiefs offense? What about the Chiefs offense going against great defenses? Baltimore, the number one scoring defense in the NFL, 16 and a half points a game they gave up. Number one, Chiefs beat them on the road. The number three scoring defense in the NFL, the 49ers, 17 and a half points a game. They beat them. The number four scoring offense. So we're all right. So they already beat the number one, the number three, and the number four scoring defenses in the NFL. So this is the offense going against these defenses. Because everybody says, okay, this is just about the defense. Well, not so fast. Buffalo, the fourth highest score, or the best, fourth best uh, scoring defense at 18.3. That's 52.3 points per game. Chiefs scored 95 against defenses that only allowed 52.3 points per average in the NFL. And the team that's missing there is the Chiefs that were number two in scoring defense. So you take the Chiefs out of the equation because they're playing these teams. So the Chiefs offense beat the number one, the number three, and the number four scoring defenses in the NFL. So when people talk about it, could it be one of the most improbable Super Bowl runs in history? 100%. You can't find much better. They go on the road and beat the number one and number two seeds in the AFC. At home in the first round, they're playing really one of the highest scoring teams in the NFL in the Miami Dolphins. Number two scoring offense in the NFL. Cowboys were one, didn't play them. And to do this stuff and then to go on the road, which is kind of satisfaction. Now, had they won two more games, had Kadarius Tony not gift wrapped that one to the Lions where he puts the ball basically in Brian Branch's hands and he returns it for a pick six for the Lions. That was the difference in that game. The Buffalo Bills game, you would have seen one of the most improbable plays, the throwback pass across the field, but he was offsides. Take that one away. And that was with the Buffalo Bills having a week off. They had a bye before that week they played the Chiefs. Something that Warren Sharp from Sharp Football even said, they had six straight weeks towards the end of this, at the end of the season where they had less rest than their opponents. So you take less rest, which never been done. So you take that, less rest against your opponents, find a way to get the postseason. And again, as I say, that game would have been an early hit because the Chiefs record would have been 9-3 and three in the AFC. Baltimore would have been 8-4 and four in the AFC. And the Chiefs would have hosted the AFC title game. You think, well, how big was that? Well, that could have maybe, you know, ended the Super Bowl appearance for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it didn't. So when you take playing the number one, the number three, and number four scoring defenses, the number two, three, four, and six scoring offenses in the NFL, and you talk, couple this with going on the road and doing things, was it the most improbable run? You could say it is. You could say it's the most impressive run by the Kansas City Chiefs in the postseason. One of the most unlikely, considering the way the season was up and down. Considering the Raiders game on Christmas Day and where this team could have either gone from A, dynasty, or B, downfall. It's a very fine line that the Chiefs could have gone, either one of two directions. But they chose to go the dynasty route. And right now you're sitting here looking at a dynasty. It very well could have been a downfall. And we'll talk about that next. 100% talk about that. We'll talk to Josh Vernier out, uh, about the Kansas City Royals, pitchers and catchers going, the Royals in action or not, not in action yet. They're practicing um, in Surprise, Arizona. So we'll talk to Josh Vernier about the Kansas City Royals. And then uh, a lot of Chiefs talk coming up. A&U, 913 586 is a Jay Southland Toast Service text line and the phone number as well. But was this the most improbable run? I say it was. we we'll discuss more of that next. 
Welcome back. Jay Bankler here. Dustman back uh, Monday night. James sitting here with me tonight. James, uh, which Super Bowl is your, your favorite, though? Text line uh, is mixed on it. I, I think this last one okay. was my, my favorite. We What made it so special is the fact that we went back-to-back. Back-to-back with the opportunity to go back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of like what you hit on on that last segment – um, man, it was a hard road. The improbable run. Yeah. It wasn't easy. You know, it was kind of funny. Everybody talking about, oh, what's Mahomes going to do on the road? That was the, that was the, uh, that was the swinging narrative. That was the big one. As we've said, Mahomes completion percentage is like 5% better on the road. He's got 119 touchdowns on the road to a hundred at home. He's got 1,642 yards more passing and only two more games <laughs> on the road. Like this, this, this team travels. They play well. Not only that, they embrace the Shears. You saw the embrace being the villains. You could tell right away that opening night of the Super Bowl. We're playing a great 49ers team, but we're going to go out there and play our best football and see what happens. I appreciate it, Niners Nation. We're here. Oh, Niners, Niners fans, he's calling you out. <laughs> he did call him out, and then he goes out and wins the game. That's the ultimate is to do that, then win the game. And text line asked me uh, from the 816. What are reasonable expectations uh, for Mahomes in Super Bowls? And says, what are the reasonable expectations in the next four years? Two Super Bowls, one win. We'll be happy with that. Is that reasonable? Yeah, that's reasonable. Anything you say is actually reasonable. It's hard to doubt what they've done. When you've gone to as many Super Bowls as what they have, it's tough to put any expectations. When you've gone to six straight AFC title games, when you have only seen one, Unless you're 55 years old and you've seen one before that uh, Dawson run, and that was 1994 against the Buffalo Bills and Joe Montana, it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden it happens and happens, it happens, it happens again. It's always going to be a threat to happen. And this was, quote, the Chiefs down year, and yet their down year, they win it all. It was like Brett Veach, what he was saying, you know, when he was naming what the trophies were. And you look at these, you know, last year was about the retooling of the team, which they did. They had five uh, rookie defensive backs playing the Super Bowl. I mean, really, it's pretty incredible what they did last year because they, they had to rely on that. And I know people are making a big deal because of Mahomes and this cap hit and how the teams, uh, they had the highest cap uh, number of any player in the National Football League uh, that's been a game-winning quarterback. Well, the thing was, he was at last year. But this year was overall player. Last year was the highest quarterback cap number. So it's basically been back-to-back. They've proven. And I, I heard the uh, discussions about how Purdy was you know, taking 0.03% of the 49ers' salary cap. It's fine. You can build your team in different directions. You can build it in different ways. The Chiefs chose to build this thing in a different way. And one way you do it, if you do it like that, you got to do it through the draft. You got to do it by getting five rookie defensive backs. You have to do it by having the youngest defense in the NFL that turned out to be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Number two in scoring defense, number two in sacks, number two in total defense. You know, being the youngest defense in the NFL, having the third most rookie starts a season ago. I mean, it was incredible. And the fact that, uh, you know, this wasn't going to be their year, but yet they're holding the Lombardi at the end of it. And a big part of that's a defense. People didn't respect this defense. You saw it all along. You knew how good this defense was going to be when you went up to St. Joe in training camp and you saw this defense flying around. And the offense was, you know, getting mad about things because the defense was, you know, flying around trying to pop the ball off after uh, offensive players would score and whatever. And there was, there was some tension there at training camp. But all that's for a reason, man. 
all that's for a reason, getting this team ready to go, and the defense was ready. And you saw that in the Detroit game. Right away, week one, you saw, all right, this defense for real. And then it kept getting better and better and better. Then the playoffs became suffocating in the second halves. Miami couldn't get in the end zone. Buffalo in the second half couldn't get. Baltimore, one of the highest scoring teams in the National Football League, couldn't get into the end zone. Baltimore averaged uh, 28, over 28 and a half points a game. And they were shut down. And it was at home. And they had their opportunity. Like they had their opportunity. It's like Omar from the wire. If you swing at the king, you best not miss. Buffalo had their opportunity. They were crying a lot about playing the Chiefs always in Kansas City. Because they, they played a regular season game there, but that was in during COVID. Nobody was there. But they played a lot in the regular season in Kansas City. And they won a couple of those games. They did. But they couldn't win the playoff games there. And that's what matters. Oh, they finally get one back in Buffalo. And oh, they were excited. Baltimore. Mark Jackson now three, uh, one and three, or one and four against Mahomes. Has beaten him in the regular season in Baltimore, but they had their opportunity in the postseason, but the Chiefs go out there and beat him. And for you, you know, we're on the league. Everybody was talking about San Francisco being the best team, Baltimore being the second best. I disagreed with that early on when, when Baltimore was traveling on Christmas Day to play San Francisco, and I said the wrong team is favored in that game. I thought Baltimore was a better team. And I thought Baltimore would prove it. Baltimore had a better quarterback. Baltimore had a better defense. I thought Baltimore was the better team, and Baltimore hammered the 49ers in San Francisco. But the Chiefs basically won two Super Bowls in a row by beating Baltimore and then beating San Francisco. And it's the mind games. It comes down to mind games like I told you. They were just mentally more prepared than they were for different situations. Overtime is a situation. Not only that, if you're playing the Chiefs, you better be ready to go over overtime. The Chiefs play close games. They play close games that come down to the wire. Um, I don't know if you heard it today, but uh, Nick Allegretti was on with DA. I don't know if you've seen this uh, circulating around Twitter on Man Dog Sports Radio. Nick Allegretti that uh, made the rounds. He was on Jim Rohn talking about playing with that torn UCL, uh, UCL and manned up 79 stamps with that torn. But uh, Nick Allegretti talked about just that, the overtime rules, and why you don't give the Chiefs the ball. This was uh, pretty enlightening stuff from Nick Allegretti, who stepped up in a big way for this game. Were you shocked and then pleased that the Niners wanted the ball to start OT? Uh, absolutely. Um, I will say well, that's one of those things that uh, Frazier, uh, one of our, our statistics guys, he's probably one of the smartest minds in the league. Uh, he'll meet with us in training camp going over the you know overtime rules for regular season. Uh, postseason, we'll go over any new adjustments. And then every single week of the playoffs, we start one of our days going over the overtime rules it's a new thing it's a new adjustment uh, so we were ready we knew exactly what we were going to do um, uh, we were going to go for two huh. it was nice that we knew that if we got the ball second and we needed a touchdown we're going to go down score we we're going to go for two that's the you know best player on the planet at this moment we're going to end the, end the game with uh, the ball in his hand so we knew what we wanted to do and I'm assuming you know they had their plan and it was opposite of ours which <laughs> worked out well for us <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was nice. It was it, we were comfortable knowing our plan. Were you surprised that the 49ers didn't know the rules? They admitted this after the game that they really hadn't been prepped on this. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what their process was, and maybe, you know, they have guys that they they like to keep it, you know, within the staff, and you know, every organization they're an incredible organization. Every organization has their own plan. Um, 
it was surprising to, to me because I've only been with the Chiefs, and if we have a plan, we generally like to let you know everyone understand it. Some people like to keep it up top, and I'm sure there's things that we do that as well. So there's decisions that stay with Coach Reed that we don't uh, get informed about until they happen as well. So, you know, teach their own in that situation, but it was it was a little bit surprising um, knowing how you know educated a lot of those players are, and really some of the most you know intelligent players in the league. And, but it, it was interesting for sure. That was Nick Allegretti who stepped up in a big way for the Chiefs. Remember the name Mike Frazier? He mentions the word Frazier on there, right? This is another behind-the-scenes statistical analysis coordinator with the Chiefs, Mike Frazier. He's uh, been with the Chiefs for 11 years, statistical analysis coordinator, and um, he was in Philadelphia before, spent 10 seasons in Philadelphia in the same role, 2003 to 2012, comes over with Andy Reid. So what he does, sits back there, looks at the analysis, looks at the, at the data, and talks to the team and does this stuff, but it takes people like this. It takes the Mike Frazier's of the world. You know, it took Brant Tillis. It's now on with the 49ers, you know, with the cap. It takes a whole organization. But Mike Frazier, remember that day? It's been brought up a few times. I think McAfee mentioned him as well, but statistical analysis coordinator, getting this team ready to roll. Every team should have somebody like this. Mike Frazier, not going to be mentioned many times, but props to you for having this team ready. We switch gears and talk Kansas City Royals baseball next with Josh Ringer eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Joe Tooney, and you're listening to the official broadcast partner of the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back. Jay Binkley, James producing the operation, Dustman, back on Monday. The news of the day, of course, Kansas City uh, keeping uh, options open with uh, Chris Jones, uh, picking up the options on Jones' contract, uh, basically means that they can franchise him tag now. It really didn't mean anything, it just means that they can do that if that's what they want. I doubt they do it. It's $32 million. Making the uh, second-highest-paid defensive end behind Nick Bosa, the second-highest-paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. But like clockwork, weather turns to crap. It means the Kansas City Royals are playing baseball in Arizona. The position players uh, report tomorrow. The pitchers and catchers reported this week. So the position players, even though they're already there, but if they're already there, we have to talk to Josh Vernier, our Royals insider, Vern, I'm usually in this spot, but tonight, since I'm here, it is you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Just saw Mecole Hardman check in for yeah. Jennifer Hudson in the all-star yeah. celebrity game with the name Mr. Walkoff on the back of his jersey. You know, McCole, you know, he caught a touchdown in the national title game when he was in college. Didn't win a ring there, though. Uh, he's got three with the Chiefs. He was on late night the other night. He's been in demand. Now he's at the NBA All-Star game. And he has a walk-off touchdown in a Super Bowl. Life's pretty good for McCole Hardman at this point. He did really well on Kimmel. He, 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 was it Kimmel know, or Fallon? Was it Kimmel? dude. Yeah, that's good right. Good personality. I thought he came across really well. Yeah, how'd you like that jet necklace? Yeah, hey. Man, if if you if you can pull it off, if you can afford it, 
you know what? Even if you can't afford it out, maybe maybe someone just lent it to him for the for the television appearance. Either way, that thing was flashy. I talked to you uh, last week as well, Vern, when uh, pitchers and catchers did report in Arizona, and you know we talked about how nice the weather was here. You know, I think it was in the '60s or whatever, and it's like ah, oh, people in Kansas City not missing that Arizona. You know what I'm saying? And then like clockwork, like clockwork, just a couple of days later, boom, here's some snow. Well, it's not supposed to be long, right? We're supposed no. to be back to spring weather sometime soon. Yeah, that's true. But it just seems like this always happens. All those days, remember, you used to start your car for you? Yeah, got to leave the car up at work. And, uh, yeah, don't. That was, uh, that, was a, that, was a, that was years ago. It was years ago, and I don't know if I did that great of a job. Well, car kept running, so okay. you must have done something right. Must have done something right. What did you think about uh, – uh, Rob Manfred, he gives his speech and he comes out, he puts his retirement out there, going to be in five years. Uh, mine's going to be in eight years, Vern. Do you have yours yet? No, I don't know when I'm going to be able to. No, I, 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 my job isn't as taxing as others may be. So, no, I'm not, I just turned 40. I, I still got to put in another 25 years, I would assume. Uh, yeah, Manfred saying he's going to walk off into the sunset after the, 2029 season uh we'll see well we'll see the state of major league baseball let's remember there's another cba coming up at the end of 2026 we've already heard the idea floated out there this week from manfred about the idea of a free agent deadline yeah uh, i was gonna ask you about that what's your feelings on that because what they're doing is basically hey hurry up because whitmere field just signed with the phillies today we saw him stock as a minor league contract the other day but you know names like blake snell still out there cody bellinger i mean we got we got spring training already going and we got free agents that haven't signed yeah but who cares uh, that doesn't bother me as a fan that doesn't bother me as a media member if i'm a player and again this is why i brought up the end of the cba after the 2026 season if I'm a player, I have no interest in a free agent deadline because then you're basically, as Scott Boris laid out, putting a cap, putting a, uh, if you don't accept the best offer by the end of December, well, then you're out of a job. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, look, expansion, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with expansion. Uh, the issue is, is who are the owners? Are they going to be owners that are striving for 500? Are they going to be owners that are merely there to cash out in 20 years and they really don't care about the product? Or are they the type of owners that are going to be aggressive? Uh, Now, whether that's Steve Cohen aggressive or John Sherman aggressive, are, are they going to help the sport? John Sherman's helping the sport by being aggressive in Kansas City. To me, Steve Cohen's helping the sport by being uber aggressive with the New York Mets and spending like crazy, like he did last off season. So yeah, you know, there are good and bad to everything proposed from Rob Manfred. The issue is, is there such a distrust between the players union and the owners? A lot of these ideas uh, are going to end in an argument uh, when the two sides sit down again in three years. How should we remember him, Vern? Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, he's had, the, you know, criticism. Well, let's see how he gets through that. Get, see how he gets that's going to be. Let, let's see what he does in 2026, and let's see what he does with the television. 
you know, he, he has a chance to have that as his legacy. That's a big um, one. You know, however it goes, wherever it goes, if it's all produced in-house by Major League Baseball, if they can, as John Sherman laid out a few weeks ago, stop subsidizing so many NBA and NFL teams on their Bally's contracts, if baseball can control its product, which, you know, people knock a lot, it still is synonymous with summer. So the sport of summer uh, to me, is always going to command eyeballs. Maybe not in all 30 or 32 cities eventually, but in a majority of them throughout the summer months, you're going to be glued to the television. You're going to be going out to the ballpark. So, you know, expansion is fine. All these ideas are fine, but he'll likely be remembered by that next CBA if there is a second work stoppage, and then he'll be remembered by whatever happens in the future with television. What, what's your opinion on the television? Cause that's a, uh, it's kind of a sticking point with teams as far as where they end up. Um, I know Detroit, Milwaukee, uh, Kansas city, Miami, you know, teams with that, uh, Bally sports contract, the diamond sports group, Amazon, it looked like, you know, the, the buzz was that Amazon was going to take over for them. Then the questions come up and I know I've been asked them a million times. How can I watch the Royals? I want to watch the Royals this year. Now, if they want to watch the Royals, they can watch the Royals. It's just there. They haven't been good enough in the past decade that people aren't going to jump through the hoops necessary to watch Royals baseball. So the, the, I can't see them uh, to me, unless you don't have, Internet, you know, and, and, and I understand that's, uh, you know, a, a portion of people that don't have access to Internet. You know, OK, I understand that complaint. But, you know, for, for the rest of us, you know, if you truly if Mike Moustakis and Eric Hosmer were, were winning pennants, you'd find a way to watch Royals baseball. You, do you think Amazon will be the way? I mean, because people say, well, do I have to buy another package for it? Can I watch it with the Amazon Prime? I mean, is it going to be on Amazon or not? Don't know. Uh, it, it's like so much uncertainty in the seasons, you know, not that far away. Well, I mean, there, there's still uncertainty, in my opinion, there's uncertainty in all media, television, radio. Do you have any idea what the world of media is going to look like in 10 years from now? I have no idea. I, I just know that you can listen on 610 Sports Radio. That's the only thing I can guarantee you right now for this year. You. Yeah, you can't tell me what that's going to be in 10 years. No, can't if tell I you If I would have told you 10 years ago that the Chiefs are going to play in a playoff game and the only way you can see it is if you have a streaming service, uh, you, nobody would have ever believed that. Um, you know, it's on Amazon. It's on Peacock. Yeah, that's the future. I, I don't know what the future of streaming is, though, because it seems like they're all starting to bundle together and recreate cable, so... It's anybody's guess where this this business and this medium is headed. Looks like all the players don't like the new uniforms, the new Nike Vipers. Nobody likes them. Have you seen them? They're awful. I, I saw them. I, I, it's one of those things maybe I have to get used to. No, there is no, no, there is no getting used to. Fix them or I would recommend. No, there, there's just no reason to buy these. They look like, they look like, um, I know the Knock pants off. come in like what two sizes or something like that, right? They're not like, I mean, they don't fit. I everybody. haven't heard anything about the pants. It's more about the the tops and the font, and it looks like, honestly, I know my wife always hates the female baseball jerseys where the, you know, the letters are smaller and the numbers are smaller. It's, yeah, I'm a woman, but I, I still want to wear the 
jerseys that the guys are out there wearing. Yeah. That's now what even that's what all jerseys look like, where it's almost like they were drawn on with a marker and the uh, the numbers are smaller. It just doesn't have that authentic feel. When you go and buy a jersey from the game, it's supposed to feel like, man, this looks like the same thing Bobby's wearing. Uh, now Bobby looks like he's wearing what the kids in the crowd were wearing five years ago. As Passon said in his story, he said some players, many fans on social media, have criticized the new Nike Vapor premier uniforms from looking like cheaper replica jerseys. Manfred they says they, they will become popular. <laughs> we'll have to see. My wife bought a Lorenzo Kane jersey back in 2014, yeah. one of those women's versions, and uh, she hates it. Uh, she ended up getting a Jordano one, but had to get, you know, the, the not the male one, but where, where they make it there at Kauffman Stadium. All of the jerseys now look like the ones from back in the day where they look, yes, like cheap knockoffs. Interesting stuff, but we'll see what happens. I mean, there's obviously the speed of the game. Got a lot of people uh, happy about it, even though when, when I did that uh, Royals Insider there for that uh, part of that year, Vern, I never heard anybody really complain about the length of the game. I mean, I get it, television or whatever, you want things fast and whatever, but people coming down from Omaha or up from Wichita didn't hear them really complain on that, but people like it, the guy on second. I mean, there's really been a, the pitch clock. There's really been a lot of changes. Skeptical at first, but I'll be honest with you, they've kind of worked out. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone angry about the pitch clock in fact the only people complaining about the pitch clock last year were people that were yet to see the implementation of the pitch clock it's a rousing success man on second and extra innings i am a fan of it i don't see why it should end or why it would end anytime soon uh, I, most of the changes i'm you know the elimination of the shift I wasn't a big proponent. I'm not uh, vehemently against it. But in my opinion, most of the moves that have been made of late to improve the game have done just that. They've improved the game. First full squad workout is in three days. The position players, quote, reported today, even though we know they're already there. The first spring training game, the 23rd, against those world champion Rangers and uh, Vern, we're finally here. We finally uh, got it. The, the over-under, I think, in the Royals, like 73 to finish third in the Central, a battle between the Twins uh, and I think Cleveland to win it. The White Sox supposedly just going to suck this year bad. They were like 63 yeah. wins, but who, who knows, knows, man? It's baseball. Who knows, who knows what's going to happen? I think this Royals team is going to be fun to watch. I can't guarantee you the wins. I can't say this. I think they're going to be fun. I hope so. I, I hope you're right. I I know Bobby's going to be fun. Yeah. Vinny's going to hit everything in sight. I think MJ's going to hit run into at least 20 home runs. Salvi's always worth the price of admission. Cole Reagans is going to be intriguing. James MacArthur at the back end of the bullpen is going to be intriguing. Uh, but, yeah, there are a lot of questions. I'm, 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 I can't wait to see what this team does and how they grow and evolve and mature over the course of of the next six weeks down in Arizona. Well, thank you, Vern. I know it's Friday night. I uh, always enjoy talking to you. I'm getting excited about baseball. Um, it's fun. It's fun this time of year. You get nicer weather, even though the day sucks uh, with snow. But uh, it's starting to get uh, starting to feel like baseball again, and we get uh, real baseball coming up real quick. I'll say this in closing to your question that you were posing before I came on. If you have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time in Patrick Mahomes, 
and you had one of the best defenses in the last 15, 20 years in the NFL, how can it be an improbable championship? It's a good point. That would be my, that, that would be my point. Yeah, hey, enjoy it, the conversation. I'll let you get back to it. No, and my, my point was, you know, you have Bobby Witt. That's fine. But we've seen what great baseball players, you need a full team. You need a full team. And they have uh, proven to have it. But it's different. Football's just built different. Mahomes, having him at quarterback is different than having a star baseball player. It's just, it's just different how it works. Thanks, Vern. Thank you. There you go, Josh Vern. You're our Royals insider right there. That's some spring right there. That gets me fired up. Josh Vern, you'll be doing hot stove here incredibly soon. But coming up next, Matt Nagy joined Fesco in the morning the other day. Had some interesting things to say about the turning points of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back. Friday night, Kansas City. J.B. and Clay James producing the operation. Jason Nivens, 98.9. The Rock. It's like old times where Nivens would come in here and we'd talk beer and local breweries and we'd talk Kansas City Chiefs football and we'd make ridiculous uh, picks on games. And they weren't that ridiculous because we... Me, you, and Julio kind of nailed a lot of them. I feel like we did pretty good with that uh, yeah. that action back the in the day. The famous pick segment. God, the world. It never thing. made us rich, but well, I'm sorry. What? Gambling was illegal. We spent peanuts. Back yeah, then. we did. We did. I mean, we we could have had side bets that we can't talk about on air, you know, financially, because I think that's illegal to gamble. They, they said that female uh, gamblers uh, went up 51 percent for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't think that there. I mean, like. You want as many eyes on football as possible. I think they got. I think they you, got. You bring what they in. Want. You bring in <laughs> the world's biggest pop star, and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, you know, and and I even, you know, I, I think that 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 I think that it will help um, usher in, you know, more ladies to 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 get into football at least. Maybe you know, but, 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 maybe maybe they did initially, and then they're like, okay, I'm barred. That you, seems you know? more cool to do. Um, I was asking, uh, I asked James this, I asked the text line, and. Um, it, about the uh, Super Bowls, the what? The, the, what? the Super Bowls, because you and I are about the same age, so you don't remember 1970, 19 no, I, I wasn't the, born the then. You might have been because you're an old. Not. You're really old I, man. I, I'm just like a partially stop, old man. Stop. <laughs> kind of. But I'm an old man. You remember the last ones? Yes. And I have to know. I mean, because you obviously you do the Rock, but on yeah. the Rock you do talk some football. I do, and you talk a lot of Chiefs football. Yeah. And you've been in here with me a lot, and and we uh, this this year we created a segment called uh, False Start uh, before most every home game. It would be two hours of uh, segments and bits and pieces that you would enjoy. For if you don't really want to go so deep in the X's and O's and what you guys do, we would have the party time atmosphere with some uh, fun tidbits and whatnot. I would do a segment called Trash Talk, and the only music we would play as we would count down the six beers you could drink before you go into the game for the two hours at a time, <laughs> the only music we would play would be ACDC music. So <laughs> we we had our own uh, thing. Well, but you were in here in, in 2000. Yeah. I was doing nights in I, I was here when, when Kareem Hunt got let go. You, you, so that's, that, the, the exact minute Kareem the, Hunt the let minute go, it, we got the email, uh, yeah. you and I discussed, we actually went like an extra hour or yeah. something like that on the, yeah, on, on yeah. the show. But you were in here. For all of them. Yeah. All, the, the, every run. We used to have quite a big uh, uh, Friday night segment with that um, two guys in a brewery. So, so Peter Schrager was talking about on Good Morning Football that 
you know, which one he thought Chiefs fans might like the best and was talking about the first one with, with Mahomes. Sure. Because, it, because man, it was a lot of years. 50 I mean, there was years. A lot of, a lot of frustration. 50 years. 50. There was a lot of frustration. And, you could, you, and so many people would argue it could have been 49 years ago back to the Super Bowl had a particular defensive lineman not been lined up off sides. They could, they could have gone the sixth straight. This I mean, would have been – this, this is before the Super Bowl uh, – the, the, uh, yeah. the overtime rules changed, they, obviously. Which is funny because – Tom Brady, they don't mention that nationally. They don't. They never mentioned that Tom Brady got the coin toss and yeah. won the football and yeah. scored. And that but was they don't it. mention. But they remember they mentioned that Josh Allen won and how they had to change the rule and all that. Right. But they don't mention how the Chiefs tried to change it when Brady did. Yeah. They, they don't mention it at all. And no. it's one of those things they forget, like the penalties. The yeah. uh, the Chiefs. So the whole the holding calls. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Oh, the Chiefs get all the calls. Right. Well, the Chiefs <laughs> led the NFL in holding calls this year. That's, yeah. That's, Different besides the but point. I digress. What you were saying about so, Super Bowls, I, mine was that one, but I but I am I can't change because things do change. Like sports, you're fluid. Sports changes. Yeah. Football. We used yeah. to have college football. We used to have just like eight bowl games back in 1980. But we changed things. And right. We had a BCS. Then we had a, and then we had a 14 playoff. Now we go to 12. Right. You know things do change. Yeah. This one I think was my favorite because of the uh, <sighs> the villain role now. Yeah, the Grim Reaper be the Reaper, that, and uh, just the challenge of but the but the Grim Pepper. Reaper thing doesn't really apply no, but now. The naysayer, but the naysayers were out this year. That's sure. that's kind of what I mean. Oh, without a doubt. And I mean, and I, I think I think more, that I think. there is even some some concern amongst many in this broadcast studio that uh, things might not go in the postseason the way we had we are expecting them to because of obviously the, the, the turmoil that seemed to be transpiring with the wide receivers. And, um, but you, but I know you had harped on it for a while. You know, the defense was lights out pretty much all year. And it got good. People, I mean, this defense got good last year. Right. Right. They they were 11th in yards against last year. So they started to show signs and they were second in sacks. So you could see it on the horizon. I thought even going back to spring, I was calling them top 10 defense. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that. I said, this is a top 10 defense. I didn't realize it'd be this good. Yeah. A top two defense, mm. but I said top 10 defense, and I didn't think there was any stretch of the imagination to think this defense could be the number two. And the funny thing is, I don't know if you can, I don't like, like if you got three kids, can you say one of them is your favorite? No. I guess Deion Sanders can, but, yeah, but this is different though. This is, you this know is what I mean though? I know, but it's what I'm saying like the first one is pretty awesome because it, again, we were down by 10 points to, Oh, I know that the whole, whole postseason down 24, nothing. Yeah. To the Texans oh, and right. Every single game, every, every double digits, every one. Yeah. You had to sweat it out. It's cardiac units but were I, full. I do see where you're coming from in regards to every single postseason game we played. We were the underdog. Uh, we only had one a postseason game at home, obviously against uh, yeah. Miami, you know, and uh, and then we're on the road to Buffalo, yeah. knock them out. We're on the road to Baltimore, knock them out. I went to an estate sale earlier in that day. I remember vividly, like knocked all, it out. All, all, yeah, it was good. My my wife loves that stuff, you know. Every yeah. now and again, when I, I can get away from the children and have a long <laughs> time with my wife, I'm gonna go do it. We'll discuss that, but after we come back from the break, but they did knock off the number two, the number three, the yeah. number four, and the number six scoring offense in the NFL <laughs> defense. Yeah, but. They also beat the number one, the number three, the number four scoring defense. Right. So the offense did their work as yeah. well because the number two scoring uh, defense was the Chiefs. Yeah. So they beat one, three, and four. So not only was the defense playing great offenses, the offense was playing great defenses as well. We'll talk about the turning point. I, uh, Nagy had some interesting things. Well, I, one more thing, though, before we go, go to break. I'm assuming we're going to break soon. You're right now. Yeah. Okay. I got to know if you've already started watching the mic'd up Super Bowl stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. coin oh, toss. Oh, yeah. We'll talk okay, about that. Okay. 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 